Hi, this is Stephanie Schaefer, and you're listening to the North Star Narrative, a podcast from North Star Academy. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you're encouraged, challenged, and motivated by what you learned today. Enjoy the story. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show today. We've got a special treat for you. Um, One of our North Star families are here, Brian and Jenny Williamson. They have an incredible story. I'm going to share a little bit of their bio with you now, and then um, they are going to just really, I know, inspire our hearts and share the ministry that they're involved in. They moved to Tennessee in 1999. In 2000, they both started their careers in the Christian music industry. Brian's focus was handling the business side, and Jenny's focus was on performing, recording, and songwriting. In 2004, they started their own independent Christian record label, Horizon Records. The focus of their ministry is on children's ministry, family ministry, women's ministry, and working with Christian educators. They travel across the country every month, performing at Christian schools and churches and are keynotes for educators' conferences. They have an exciting music ministry impacting the hearts and lives of youth and families around the world. Jenny Williamson brings an energy and excitement for Jesus that is contagious. The music and live events are filled with incredible messages of love and hope that reaches the hearts of every audience. To date, Jenny's songs and recordings have sold close to a million CDs. Brian and Jenny live in Franklin, Tennessee, and both of their daughters are full-time students at North Star Academy. Emma Lou is 16 and Eva Jane is 11. When Brian and Jenny are not traveling, they escape to their land in the mountains of East Tennessee, where they spend time in the woods and by the creek, enjoying the beauty of God's creation. We are so glad to have you join us today and just tell your incredible story and all the ministry that um, you are involved in. So welcome, Brian and Jenny. Thank Thank you. you. So North Stars had the privilege of being able to serve your family. Tell us a little bit about how you found out about NSA and what you've experienced so far. Yeah, we uh, when COVID hit last spring, we uh, went through a big evaluation process of the future of our girls and not just what was going to happen, whether it was in school or out of school or whatever else, but just is really a reevaluation point of, of the education they're getting and, and their future. And so we were in a lot of prayer about what to do and, and for God just to shine his light brightly on the, on the path of where we we're supposed to be, because we didn't know. We, we didn't know. And so after a whole uh, spring and summer of being in prayer about this, about a week before school started, we met another North Star family at church and they were um, spent several years in India in deaf ministry. And so their kids had been taking classes to North Star. And at that time, we hadn't heard of North Star at all. And she goes, you should just check it out. And, and to be honest, I was skeptical. Like, I've never even heard of this place. Out of all the research, we've looked at homeschools and public schools and private schools. I said, North Star just never popped up in our, in our list. And so we had called on, this is on Sunday, and on Monday morning, we called the office and, and Tina answered the phone. And within five minutes, we just knew this was the place. We ended up talking probably about an hour with her and she answered every question and every answer was just like, God was just blessing this conversation because it just, it was, there. it just, every question we had, God answered it, God answered it, God answered it. And so the girls are kind of hovering around the phone call and they were listening and it just, it was a blessing. And so we registered that afternoon and and it's, um, we've loved it ever since. So, And it wasn't just us that felt that peace. It was the girls were like finally settled and they really realized that they had found home. Like it was just, it was safe. It was exactly what we were looking for. Our oldest in high school was looking for a variety of classes and, you know, the AP honors and all of the things that were important to her. It fit her. And then our youngest, who's 11, all of the creative side of everything and the the structure of it, but still creative was perfect for her. So it was just a real peaceful moment. We knew that God's hand was all over Absolutely. it. Awesome. I'm so glad that family told you about it. And mm-hmm. yeah, Tina loves talking on the phone to the families. And, uh, <laughs> She's wonderful. She is. She is a huge uh, blessing to North Star. So I'm so glad mm-hmm. you got to interact with her. So yeah. tell me about Emma Lou and Eva Jane's experience so far with online learning. Are they liking it? What What have they um, learned so far? They have, they yeah, have enjoyed they've it. enjoyed it. You know, the, one of the biggest questions I think any families have that we had was how do you transition from being in school 
in building with friends and and how do you make that adjustment to on to online you know and at the time when we were evaluating zoom you know a lot of schools across the country were doing zoom only and and kids were burned out by zoom parents were burned out by zoom and you know, it just so there's a skepticism at first on how do, how do we make this work if if we choose before we even heard about North about how do we choose to go on this path, and the what sealed the deal for us and sealed the deal for the girls once not just once we signed up but once we got involved were the extras of what y'all offer yes. as far as the Microsoft Teams aspect of it of they're in constant communication with people all over the world and they're talking about this friend that friend and and you're you know. Like what friend? Like oh, this person's in this country. This person's in this city, or <laughs> I have this friend in Mississippi, or you know wherever. And so, from a pure just at home learning side of it, yeah, they don't have a bunch of other students around them, but they're in constant communication where they're just not you know by themselves all day long. And from another side of it is is that God blessed us with the opportunity that when we transitioned both girls out of the school that they were in, their friend groups. Um, were still involved in their dance groups and church groups and everything else. And so they still had regular, regular time with them as well. And so really it was, um, it was a blessing. They, they just, they, they, they saw the big picture of what our goal is for them in, in education and their learning and, and their faith and everything else. And y'all just filled in the gaps of, of what we needed as parents to, to do that. So Well, and I think that the word that comes to mind is intentional. So not only did we need to be intentional with them continuing on the friends and the social aspect, and that's not hard. It's just you have to be intentional about it. And same thing with the girls, the things that they've learned about themselves, about how they have to be intentional. They have to be intentional about getting outside, about um, seeking friends, but about also how important communication is. That was the number one thing I think that Eva Jane and Emily both saw in North Star is that the communication that they were not just being encouraged to do, but how. Absolutely. The how and the why, how to communicate with a student on online, on how to type something. And we all know as adults that adults need trained in this too. Yeah. How to not slap somebody, you know, on social media, but that the kids are learning how to properly respond to say, I appreciated your comment uh, or I appreciated your statement about this. This is my statement and um, great job. Yeah. Their communication you know? skills this past year have skyrocketed yes, above. I mean, yes, they've, they've always been A students. And they've always done great in the school, but we were just talking the other day, communication skills have, especially with Jane, our youngest one. But for both of them, they have skyrocketed yes. this year because they've been taught the proper way to do it and and, and encouraged to do so. And so, well, and last uh, or two weeks ago, I was at picking up Eva Jane from dance and I found her talking to a new mom, actually, who was just now starting with North Star because little Eva Jane, who's 11, <laughs> sat there uh, at dance and said, I go to the most amazing school look at this, this is Microsoft Teams and this is how we function and this is what I learn about. And we get to see how Jesus is in everything. He's in math and she's basically a little commercial for North Star. And it wasn't prompted by an adult. It wasn't prompted by a parent saying, hey, make sure you tell them about this and make sure you tell them about that. But the Eva Jane was literally, she was sharing what was on her heart. It wasn't forced. It was just automatic response to what she is fully engulfed in on a daily basis. And they are now signed up. This new family, a dance, just signed up because Eva, she she signed up her oldest too, because Eva Jane was, not because of Eva Jane, but Eva Jane was assisting in sharing how amazing the situation was and used her skills that she learned at North Star by doing that. It's so good to hear that because that is our heart's desire. We're we're really striving to do those things. And yes. Um, so I love that. And we want more and more community every year um, for mm-hmm. our students and our families and our parents. So I see you're already registered for the 21-22 school year. So I was looking and I see Emma Lou is registered for our studio music class. And so she I was is. just wondering, do the are the girls wanting to follow in your footsteps and how do they help now with your ministry? 
Emily actually just helped record because uh, I was doing some background vocals on our new song for the summer VBS. And Emily's like, can I go record? I'll record you, mom. And so she's helping. Emily um, loves his side of the, the music's business side. She really is more of the technical and, um, but then you, she gets to sing and dance with us all summer. And so does Eva Jane. So they have just different gifts. Um, they both play instruments and they both sing and they both record on all the projects. Um, it's fun though, because they're each, uh, I mean, obviously willing to follow what God's calling them to do. And with that, they each want to find their own identity in it. And so they're not, um, growing up to say, I just want to do what mom does. Yeah. They're really, um, being patient, you know, and, and learning the things that, that are around them and whether it's dance or music or, you know, education, you know, it's, I see, especially Emma, since she's older and, and getting closer to college and everything of her kind of going through that thought process of how can I take all these different things that God's given mm-hmm. me and, and mesh it into to where I'm a unique individual, not just a clone of mom. Yeah. And so that's what I, I love about where, where each of them are at. And they're just, they're finding their own ways. And uh, so, yes, they, but they're heavily involved in the arts. Yeah. I love that. And it's just very obvious me, uh, the little time I've been able to spend with you, that you are incredible parents. God's given y'all so much wisdom of just how to guide your children. You. So I really appreciate that yeah. and how you're sharing that with the world. And so we're definitely going to uh, talk about that today. Okay. So neither one of you planned on pursuing careers in Christian ministry, but God had different plans. And I love that, but God. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yes. tell us a little bit about that. Well, I grew up in a musical family. My dad was a minister of music in the church. And so I I always loved music, but I didn't quite hone in on the Christian part of it. And um, I, I went to school for music and then I, because I fell in love with country music. My dad also on Sunday nights, it was bluegrass night at my house. And so we'd pull out instruments or, you know, just that, that was kind of the influence that my dad had. We went all the way from Beethoven all the way down to bluegrass. So um, I, when I first got out on my own, I thought, well, I really want to, I love country music. I really want to move to Nashville. Um, and then I got here and I got down on Music Row and it was so far from God-centered. It was alarming. And it was my experience. I'm not saying everything is that, but that's what I experienced and just who I met and the, just the different circles that I, was, that I had interacted with. And at the same time, I got asked to sing at a church. Um, we had gone to church and, and some, the pastor was like, oh, here, you're a songwriter. You want to sing on Sunday? And I was like, sure, why not? So I sang on Sunday and uh, little did I know there was a producer in the audience or in the congregation and um, I got, yeah, just, he said, I want to, I want to see if you can come and and be a part of a project. Will you sing for me? And I was like, sure, I'll do some recording. So started dabbling in that. And um, I had always told God that I was not going to be a teacher. I was not going to sing children's music and I was not going to be in Christian music. Her first job when she moved to Nashville was teaching. Yep. First job was teaching. First place that I got asked to be a part of a project was in a church singing Christian music. And um, it was all scripture-based music. And it was uh, exactly what God needed to put in my lap. I'm so glad that I'm not in charge that he is because he has a much better plan than we ever do. Yeah, and so. it's just one, one thing led to another. And after she got involved with in the Christian side of it, and I had approached um, some people about getting involved and just what I can contribute and and just kind of, f- it found it. And I just had this vision of, I think we can do this, this, and this. And <laughs> I, I quit my job as a financial planner and, and we just moved into a new home and had new cars. And I quit my job as a financial teacher. and Jen's on, on a teacher salary <laughs> and we quit our, I quit my job. I'm like, I think we're going to attempt to make it in the music business. And, <laughs> and, you know, for about a year, year and a half, it was, you know, we just play churches and sell a few CDs and just, you know, see what happened. And then God just opened some incredible doors that we could have never imagined. And, and we want to order 15,000 CDs. We want to order a hundred thousand CDs. We want to um, order 200,000 CDs. I mean, just, beyond, uh, it was just beyond what we could have ever imagined. And, and it, things just blossomed. And then, but it changed our thinking. 
because it wasn't about being in the music business. It was, being, it was about being in the ministry. Music was just our language yeah. and our avenue. Her first song she wrote for this project was uh, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. And it was straight from, straight from Scripture, John 14. And it just, people just listen to the thing and weep. And, and I knew that it, it had, that song alone just had the ability to impact some people's lives, especially people that were hurting or going through stuff. And, and so um, we, we got an email very early on from somebody who'd gotten the CD and she was a youth minister and was playing it. The, the CD is in a carousel back in carousel days, back in you know, 2000 <laughs> and, and it was in a carousel and it just it had been, the, the CD had been repeating throughout the day. And she was on her heart trouble was just playing through my mind. And that night, both of her teen girls were killed in a car accident. And um, she was immediately let not your heart be troubled. Just kept on playing over and over and over. And we knew then that when you can plant scripture and God's truths in people's hearts, you have a great opportunity for that to stay with them. When they and hit that moment because, of trauma. Because you know, with, with scripture and God's truths, if, it's, if we're just reading it and it's not getting implanted at the heart level, um, we know it, but we have a hard time reconciling, letting our, your heart be troubled with reading scripture versus, you know, feeling that scripture in our heart. And so we knew then that while wow, we have a huge responsibility with everything that we do and we, every lyric that we write, every chord that we put in there, everything that we do, because if that's getting implanted into the heart um, at a spiritual level, then we have to take that very seriously. And, and so that just... Um, open the door um, for us and following God to say, all right, God, whatever, whatever it is that you want us to do, just, you just show us the path and, and that's what we're going to do. And so, yeah. So then in 2004, like you said, in the bio, we, uh, we decided to branch away from that project and start our own independent label. And we dabbled in some stuff and just, you know, trying to find our identity in music again and, and, and who, who, God was calling Jen to be in, in ministry, not just part of a project. And we got invited to sing in an educators conference here in Nashville as uh, principals and 150 people there. And they heard about us like, yeah, just come share 20 minutes of music with us at this conference. And so this is like in November, January comes, this conference is the upcoming March. And I said, we should really consider writing a children's CD because we're going to an administrator's conference. I mean, this would be a perfect opportunity to do it. And Jen's like, I'm not doing children's music. I've never Emma, written a children's song. What yeah, Emma was two at the time. And we knew what we liked about kids' music. We knew what we hated about kids' music. We didn't want it to be, you know, some of the stuff that just drives parents nuts. <laughs> and, uh, and so in eight weeks, we wrote and recorded the first CD. And... Didn't really know what we had, you know, we just thought we'd try it and went to the conference and sang it and it just, it, it took off. And so that, that conference was a ministry's conference. The next year they were having the big convocation where there were 5,000 teachers at this conference and they gave nationwide. us nationwide and they gave us, um, 20 minutes of, of stage time to, to do it again. We wrote another CD and it, it just at that point, it just, everything just took off. And so, and that started the people saying, Hey, if you can come to the conference, you can come to our school. And so now we're able to, now we tour all the time and we go do kids concerts during the day and then we'll invite the families back at night. And it's so fun because a lot of parents that send their kids to a private Christian school, it doesn't always mean that they're all in on Jesus. It means they want their kids in a good environment. And when we invite the parents back at night, a lot of times the parents are like, oh, I'm going to bring my kids back to this concert so they can sing. And then we end up integrating a lot of our adult ministry in there as well. And they, the parents are the first ones to come back and say, I thought I was bringing my kids to this concert, mm -hmm. but I needed this. This fed me. Yeah. And so it becomes just, I mean, we're all God's children. I don't care if you're, you know, 105 or if you're five, everybody needs those moments of remembering what's important. And that is Jesus. So good. I love it. I love how God orchestrates and just, wow, oh, yeah. you can see it all yeah. in your lives. So let's go back. I want to hear um, about your story. I know, Jenny, you have had some tragedy in your life and then how you were able to connect with Brian. Um, yeah. And your marriage. So I would love for everybody to be able to hear your story and just the miracle um, that God did in your lives. Absolutely. Well, I like I said, I grew up in a um, a Christian home and um, 
it was, I thought that there was just this perfect little plan in life. You know, you go to school, you get out, you get college, you, you get married, you meet somebody fantastic. Everything's just wonderful. And so I tried to follow that plan and I ended up in a not so healthy relationship uh, in high school. And I went to college and I got away from that. And um, I actually met someone fantastic <laughs> uh, and we got married and it was not built on Christ. It was not built on the rock and it literally just dissolved before my eyes. And it was a very tough time. Um, I, I, I will say though, I, I say this all the time to people now, no one talks about it. Nobody talks about divorce. Nobody talks about the failure, the heartache, but I do. And I kind of speak it loudly because in that moment is where I knew about forgiveness. I learned about grace. I learned about love. I learned about who God wanted me to be and how God wanted me to be centered on him before I could ever share that with someone else. And I think that was the transformation that I really felt um, was, was just God working on my heart. Forget about the distractions of the world, of, of the, the failures, I always call it, but God was rebuilding me and he was restoring me and preparing me. What I didn't know was back in college, I met this girl named Tasha and she was in music as well. We were in a music sorority together and uh, we were on the same recitals together and we sang together and, and chorale and all these things. And, um, but then she moved away and went to the university of Iowa and um, she ended up getting married and uh, to this guy named Brian. And little did I know how the story would just start to intertwine now. So then I'll let you share your story a little bit and how we met. Yeah. So we were, uh, uh, Tasha and I got married in 96 and we were up in Wisconsin at the time. She's working for a university up there as a fundraiser. And she was on her way to high school youth group to go volunteer. And I tried calling her to tell her I had even as a financial plan at the time and had an appointment and I was about a half hour ahead of her on the road and tried calling her and letting her know that there's a big thunderstorm coming and just be careful. And that was back in the days when you only had one cell phone per family and you're lucky to have that because you had like eight minutes a month to talk. And you know, I, I, I can't get a hold of her because she'd already been gone. And anyway, a thunderstorm hit the area and, and uh, long story short, a car, she was on a two-lane highway and a car hit his brakes on, on the highway quickly and, and she had hit her brakes quickly and she hydroplaned in the opposite lane and got T-boned by an SUV and died instantly. And we were married for about two years at the time and just talking about starting a family and we were two weeks away from breaking ground on a house and right across the field from where the land was at was where the accident happened. And um, yeah, it just completely rocked my world. And I, I grew up going to a Christian school and um, through fifth grade, and I had a very strong foundation. And and as much as it hurt, and as much as I was grieving and everything, um, I fell back on the foundation I had. And it, it's when when I do share my story with people, and and they've gone through losses of their own life or different traumas, and and I share how God just interceded and and showed me things that I never would have believed growing up. And, and, but it, it just gave me that peace that, Hey, you're going to be okay. You're, you're going to, you're going to be okay. Just, we're going to get through this. And, and now I tell people, he picked me up and carried me like a sack of potatoes over his shoulder and said, I'm going to carry you for as long as you need to be carried. Then I'm going to put you down and take a few steps and, and, you know, learn to walk again. And, 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 but when you're walk time, you're going to follow me even more and, and you're going to trust me even more and you're going to have to do this. And, I was like, I mean, I'm like, whatever, you know, I mean, I'm all in because everything's, my site's been wiped clean. I have, I have no goals anymore. I have no agendas anymore because everything involved her. And so I had to start life over again. And thankfully I had such a great support system around me that I could call or, you know, whoever and just, and, and help walk me through this. And so, and those people are still very, very close to me today, you know, 20, three years later. And, and Jen is one of those. And it's one of those people that had, she um, lost a friend in college uh, due to a car accident. And so she, she was going through stuff. And, and so, you know, it was just, um, I built a house and 
six months later, I was still not, I realized that I have the house I want. That doesn't bring happiness. <laughs> and, you know, uh, material things I had, that doesn't bring happiness. And I thought I have to start life over again. And so Jenna moved to Nashville. I thought, you know what? I don't know what God's going to do with our friendship, but I'm going to get the heck out of town and start life over again. And, and so we were two very, very broken people, um, experiencing life together. And I just remember looking at a parking lot one day and I said, I know who God wants you to be. And I know who you want to be. And, and she saw the same in me and like, we can take this chance, you know, and to see what we can, if we follow what God asks us to do, this won't be a problem. It doesn't matter what our past is. It doesn't matter where we come from. It just matters what God's calling us to do. And it just was just one step after another. And he just blessed it. There's just no other way to, no other way. There, there are a lot of people who are skeptical, of course, and uh, in the beginning, but um, he just blessed it. So he took just two very broken people and, and not only healed our individual stories, but um, was able to mesh us together in, in the process. So, Wow. And I'll, I'm looking at your shirt right now while you're talking. I've got courage in Jesus. And so yes. did some of that courage come out of the suffering? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, the ones I, I grew up in, in a church where every Sunday, um, the pastor in the service was made the peace that transcends all human understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I really didn't know what I meant. And when you experience a piece that transcends all human understanding, <laughs> when the rest of the world thinks that you're crazy and you're literally saying, this is God ordained. This is yes. God given. This is God pouring into this moment. It, it doesn't matter what the rest of the world thinks mm. because it is, it's his love. It's his peace where there was no confusion. And so for me, yeah, a little, as much as I was grieving in the beginning, there's a little bit of boldness that came out and, and said, y'all don't get it. You know, it just, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it just opens your eyes to a whole new world. I mean, grief in general, you, your eyes are open to a whole new realm of, of what other people are experiencing. And I knew that my situation is only relative to myself. And um, our, our employer had one of those um, contracts with an 800 counseling service, you know, to, you know, you, you can call in like an employee assistant system or whatever it was. But I called in a couple of times just to get the thoughts out of my head. And, and she goes, you know, you just lost innocence of life at a young age. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm you know 25 years old. And yeah, yeah. I guess that's kind of true. But then I realized there's kids a whole lot younger than me losing innocence of life at a young age. Mm -hmm. And we have to do something about that. And so um, we just, yeah, it, there's just a little bit of courage that came out of it because I knew that it didn't matter what house I lived in. It didn't matter what city I lived in. It didn't matter what car I drive. It, it, none of that mattered. Because if I knew that God is with me, everything else is fine. Because I, I had the house I loved, the house I dreamed about. Didn't matter. I had the car on. Didn't matter. You know, none of those things mattered. It was, it was focused on him and having a love and support around me that could build me up and I could you know, pull life in me and hopefully I could pull life into others. And so courage definitely came out of that because you, you have to have courage. You have to have courage to get out of bed every day. You have to have courage to, to see friends when you don't feel like seeing friends. You have the courage to go to work and, you know, courage to, to share your testimony. All right. Yeah. You know, even, even in the rawness of, I went to a support group at church and it was for widows. I mean, everyone there was female and probably 55 and older. And I'm, you know, 25 year old male coming in the only male if we fed life, to, we put life into each other. You know, like, man, you had something in yeah, I mean, they're like, I had 30 years with my husband. You had two with your wife, you know, I mean, they, it just the blessings. And so we just realized that even in the midst of our grief, we can still be a witness to somebody else. And so we, that's one reason our stories, we're not afraid to share it because it's, um, you look at the scripture, like the woman at the well and, and, and how God just took a, a woman who just was broken and hurting and been through life. And yet God can just come in in a peaceful way and, but he focused on who he was to the situation, not on her faults. Love that story. Yeah. And she, and she went, yeah. what'd you do? Well, after, after that conversation, she, she, she couldn't yeah, can yeah. stop telling people. And so. In with, fact, there's a, I don't know if you watched the chosen, but. Yes. The scene, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. It's incredible. So you know, what his, you know yeah. what his response was when she's like, I'm, I'm going to go tell everybody. And he goes. I was counting on that. Oh, yeah. I love it. I've got that on the app, the chosen app. Yes. So sometimes yeah. I will just go in and play that 10 minute 
you know, yes. a little section of yeah. that scene. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So if you're oh, listening Mary to Mary. Yes. Oh, Mary yeah. Magdalene, the, the opening episode of, of her life. Yes. And when he meets her out there and calls her by her name and, oh, yeah. and mm. you are mine. And I mm. mean, it just, it, it is just an yes. example to all of us of God so calling good. us by name. And so when you're following him, we're going to go through stuff in life, yeah. but as long as we have him beside us, it, it definitely helps in the process. Yeah. I love yeah. the chosen. So if you're listening and you haven't checked it out, do oh, so. you can get the app, you can download it. I think it's yes. still on YouTube, but it yep. shows, and we know God, we know Jesus is fully God, but we also from, you know, we know, but then that chosen yes. helps you that he's fully human. And so, yes. you see, yes. yeah, it makes you see things in a different light. And then it puts you and back. And you see to how scripture. he chooses, how he chooses people out of their need. And out of, he uses their gifts that he needs them to share something with someone else. I mean, it is so good. I love that show. It is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I I love listening to your story and how you didn't run away from it. Like you pressed in and you just hung on to Jesus. And because of that, lives are being changed because you're able to tell that story and the testimony and the grace of God, the forgiveness, the courage he gives. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. And because I know some people, it's hard. It's it, it would be hard to press through what y'all have gone through. So what would yeah. you say to someone that might be listening now that's in the middle of their own tragedy or suffering and they just don't feel like they can break through? The, well, I'm glad you asked that question because I wanted to just share this with you. It's an answer to the question. Some of the most tragic stories that we hear after we share our testimonies from church leaders. And those school, in ministry. And, and those in ministry, ministry leaders. Because their families are going through stuff and they can't really talk about it because they feel like they might lose their job or they're going to be chastised or, you know, whatever. And I mean, we've had leaders of some pretty big churches um, and ministry come talk to us privately and just say, this is what's going on in my family's life. And, and they're just in tears. Um, But they're, they're thankful because like there's hope, you know, and the first time we ever, shared our testimonies in front of a group of pastors and we're like, man, either this is going to go really well or we're going to get booed off stage and never invited back again. And Jen just went full blown testimony and, and there's just a relief and they thanked us for our authenticness. Yeah. And so when, when you share your story, you, you meet other people who are going through similar things or God's put people in your life. They're going to walk through with it, with you that have the experience to help you get through those times. And, but one of the greatest tricks Satan's ever convinced us in the, in the church world is to go to battle alone is to, you know, you have, you have uh, teachers and ministers and whatever, you know, have these struggles in ministry and, and they go to battle like, I don't want to involve anybody else. I'm going to go to battle alone. And, it, and it, he just picks us off one by one by one by one. And so sharing our story is, is keeping us in community and keeping Satan at bay because it's, it's, he it, can't attack the whole herd at once. You know, he picks them off one by one. Mm-hmm. And so to, to share your story and, and one of the things that we've realized also is that in church, we're so good at understanding the salvation of heaven. We get it. We're so looking forward to the day is what we talk about. We're awful at understanding that he can bring peace and healing here on earth. It's, it's very rare where you hear a pastor get this sermon on, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. You know, if you ask people why Jesus came, let's say he came to forgive us for our sins and, and take us to heaven. There's one other time in scripture, he says, I have come. And so I've come to heal the brokenhearted. And that's, that's like now, that's like while we're right. alive here on earth. And, and so people forget that or they just don't know it or, you know, whatever else. And so they, 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 they will put these wounds and grief in the back part of their brain and heart and say, I just, I just got to make it till I get to heaven. I just got to keep chugging along. He'll feel that later. Later. And, and that's not what Christ promises. Christ promises to come and he promises to come and bring peace and healing to be beauty from the ashes and, and to find that peace that transcends all human understanding. That's what we have both experienced in our own life. And, and thankfully, he's put other people in life since those early days mm-hmm. to constantly reinforce and build and to where, as we're giving out, we, you know, obviously we need people to fill us back up too. And so from our church to our neighbors to, you know, whoever, um, it's very important that we stay in community. And so when people know our story, they know how to pour life into you. Well, and there was a scripture that 
we read about um, early on, there was a devotion book that we had. It was like an encouragement Bible is what it's called, actually. And it talked about 1 Corinthians 1 that says, He is the God of all comfort. If you've ever experienced the, the peace of Christ, you are called to share it with those who need it or who you come in contact with. And that's kind of been just our philosophy. On the side of this, it talked about those that go to battle. When they come back, they have scars, they have wounds, but we are called to say, I've been to the front line and look at this scar and here is who healed me. This is my Jesus. This is who you need to know. And so if someone is ever struggling with sharing, whether to even share their story or how to share their story, first of all, always be in prayer. But secondly, know that God has someone that needs to hear it. It's not for our glory. It's not about us saying, oh, listen to my story. It's that I share it because someone's ears need to hear that. Someone needs to go, oh my goodness, I'm walking through a hard time in my relationship, or I lost my spouse, or I lost a child, or I lost someone that is very dear to me, and I don't know how to walk through this. Well, we're always going to be either on the way into a storm, in the middle of a storm, or on the way out of one and headed into another one. So when we are walking that way, we have to walk with each other through the storm, but we got to know that somebody needs to, somebody needs to know that they are not alone in their grief, in that's their right. story. And that's why we're called to do that. That's been our thing ever since we read that. It's just, we're called. We've been to the front lines. We have been wounded. We have the scars to show, and I'm not going to hide my scars. I'm going to say, this is who healed me. And someone needs to hear that so they can join in. It's kind of this this new song that we've been writing called No Other King But King Jesus. And it is just an image of one by one. Come on, you got to walk with us. We are all going to be in this together following our King. Every single one of us joining in on the march to stay stronger. So good. Love that. So yeah, so you travel around to schools and conferences, yes. you have women's conferences. And so you take this comfort, your scars um, yes. and share. So tell us a little bit about what a conference looks like um, and what you do there. Absolutely. Well, we do lots of different things, but I used to be a teacher. I taught sixth, seventh and eighth grade music. And uh, I love that age, um, but I love teaching anybody about the peace of Christ, but my language is music. And so uh, a lot of times we'll go in and do an educator's conference and we do either a big keynote where I get to speak to everyone of all ages, all teachers that are teaching all, uh, you know, K through 12. Um, and we talk about how to use music to open the hearts of kids, to be able to plant truth so that the kids go when trauma hits man, I'm going to stand on him. I'm going to have courage in Jesus. I'm going to know that Jesus saved me. I'm headed to the pearly white gates. Like all these songs that we try to use, we talk about that and try to teach the teachers. When you are pouring life into kids, you have to, I mean, yes, it's, it's important. And I know this is an educator. It's so important that they learn their, their math and their science and their spelling and their all that. But really at the end of the day, I saw this statement the other day, my job is to help them get to heaven, not to Harvard. Harvard's a great goal. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes down to it, I'll, I'll be, I'll be looking for Jesus. Well, that's, yeah. That's and from a technical thing. side, it's, you know, we, we have our guys great CD series and it's, you know, it's a children's ministry series and, but the, adult, the adults love as much as the kids do. And so, you know, with the conference, we'll start off and singing some songs and just everyone's excited and singing and clapping and, and being a part of it and participating. And then um, Jen's gift of just bringing some insights to them. We talk a lot about right brain, left brain, and, and just talking about how, how we process information. And, and, and even from a husband wife standpoint of like, if, if Jen's, you know, hurting us and she doesn't want me to be a left brain, she's going to fix it. You know, she wants me to have some understanding and compassion. And But and, with that, me being, uh, I have to make sure that I take responsibility for how I go to him or even as a teacher, how you speak to your students. You can't tell little Billy who wants to go play baseball outside all the time that this is important right now that I need you to sit still, but it's that, Hey, we're going to get to baseball in just a second, but what is, you know, two plus two, you yeah. got to talk their language. You have to have your 
bag of tricks to speak to the left brain and to the right yeah. brain. Understanding as a, as a, as a, whether you're a teacher or a spouse or a friend or, you know, whatever that you have to understand how you process information and then, and how you deliver information, but also how your listener is receiving information and how they process information, how they deliver information. And so we'll put, you know, gentle, go through this, these examples and she'll pull out some of the things that are extremely left brain, someone who's extremely right brain and go through an example. Tell me how do you get to the post office, how do you get to the store and the two different ways of descriptions <laughs> of how they talk about getting to the store or to church. It's hysterical because left brain is like, you go down to first street and you turn left, you go down two blocks and turn on A Avenue. And, you know, and the, and the right brain is like, you go down to the tree and then at the cow, you turn. And, I mean, it's, they it's paint just, the picture. you can't script it. I mean, it's, it, and it's, it's so authentic because like, it's, you just pump people out of the audience. And so, um, but th- so they get to learn more about themselves and, and that process. But then, at the, at, then we go into testimony. And what we realized is, is that, my dear um, youth group leader, um, I was talking to her at church one Sunday and and I was just frustrated because people, I think we're getting it. This is way back in the beginning of when we started doing children's ministry. And she was, Brian, she was, teachers are hurting. She was, until you take care of the teacher's heart first, um, everything else will fall in place after that. And so we, we realized after that conversation that we can be focused on kids all day long. We can be focused on pouring heart, our, our heart and them through music and everything else. But at the end of the day, if they're in a the classroom and the teacher's wounded, even in a Christian school, Absolutely. it's going to have an effect on those kids. And we see it. We see, we can go to schools and we see an encounter. We can see different classes and, and how they respond. And, and, and so it's very, very important to us, um, whether it's in, in children's ministry or uh, you know, educators conferences or women's ministry that God is great. has given us the opportunity to take it full circle, multi-generational to where one group is constantly feeding the other. It's, you know, the, the when we're in concert, grandparents come and watch and, you know, the grandparents are thrilled. The kids are up there singing about Jesus, you know, and, and the parents are excited. And then the, the kids are excited. The parents are excited. And it's just this, it's this full circle thing that if, if there's a, a problem in any one of those generations, it's going to cause a problem somewhere down the line. And so it's very important for us to bring God's truths, his love, his peace, his healing to it, to, even to educators because they're responsible for our kids every day. And and we see the effects of what happens when something just kind of comes out sideways. And so uh, we really are guys really blessed with the opportunity to go full circle on our ministry where guys great as our calling card to go in. Um, but once we're in it, go, it, it, it gives us so many opportunities that we, sometimes we don't even know. Sometimes we're going like, we're, we, when we do a script, when we go into a conference, and we go into, believe it or not, is it's not very scripted. It's it's we have some key things that we know, key elements that we want to incorporate through. But as far as what songs we're going to do, and the, the, I the, never have any idea oh. of the song order. So yeah, when Jingles up on stage, we just communicate, and I know everything that he's thinking. But he has a great perspective. I mean, I'm going to gloat on him for just a minute, but. God gave him the the gift of discernment and um, he watches people's body language and will call out a song that I am the performance mode is like, what do you, wait a minute, what do you, what song do you want to do? And why in the world are we pulling this song out to do this? And every time he calls that somebody will come back to the table or at the end of a conference and say, I'm the reason that you sang that song, not having any clue that it's an odd thing that he called it but that they needed that song. That that song was for me. And it's just so fun to be on the ride of how God works instead of being, this world is so planned. (laughs) It's so scripted. It's so scripted. And it's just, it's so, it's such a joy to be, especially on the road with him, but to know how God is using our gifts and that we use it to the best of our abilities to reach anybody and everybody's heart that that we can yeah we do we do vbs all summer long we're gone yeah. baseball summer long doing vbs's week-long vbs's at different churches and stuff and a couple of years ago we were in nebraska and we do you know we do our guys rate songs we have a very limited amount of time it's not concerts or night you have a very limited time so you can only do select songs each night and i told jenna we're going to do our arrangement of jesus loves me and we hadn't done that song in in bbs in quite a while and because we've always been doing these other songs and, and she looked at me and she's like, I'm like Why of course we can't communicate because she's i mean she's up there you know up front for everybody i'm talking to her in her in your monitors and, and she looks at me like 
why? I mean, it's like, why are we going to do this right now? <laughs> like right now, why are we doing this? And she, and but she's like, okay, you know, she did it. And there was a little second grader standing up there right in the front row. And after she had done singing it, he came up to her and said, tapped her on the knee and goes, that brought a tear to my eye. Because I've never heard, never heard that, that song, song before. before. And I was like, so here's me. It was his first song. time in the church. It was his first time yeah. ever hearing about Jesus. And we did something as simple as Jesus, as Jesus loves, loves me. me, which isn't the dance around, move and jump up and down song. He had never he had heard never that heard song before. before. It was the message that he needed to hear. And, and come to find out his, his, he, he has a troubled past or a troubled life right now. Yeah. And, and uh, it just, then, then a couple weeks later, after we left, his mom had sent us a Facebook message with him and his buddy in their room, dancing. I mean, just they had the CDs gone, and they're just oh, bouncing, yes. bouncing all over the room. And I mean, it just changed this kid's life, you know, hopefully forever. You know, yeah. it just planted that seed that and that know, foundation these, that you yes. talked oh. about earlier, having that foundation yeah. early. Yes, because you're gonna, you're, you know, and when we did it, we did it. Um, it's called a we're out east and did an educators conference out there several years ago, and and the final night we had 15 minutes and. And we needed it to to be successful, just to say the least. And um, and so it was East Coast Christian educators, and and they were just this this particular group was just more the mindset of I want to be entertained more than you know getting serious, getting in serious conversation. Yeah, they were just they wanted to have some fun. Yeah, they want to have fun. And so Jen looks at me. She goes, well, "What song? We have three songs. What are we gonna do?" Five minutes before we go on. And I said, we're going to do our adult arrangement of Jesus Loves Me. We're going to do It's Me, which is a song that show. It's just the raw, it's you're on the floor, your bathroom and sobbing because you're it's just, just me and it's him. Just, it's just you and God at this point. And then Pearly White Gates, which is our number one song on our God's Great CD series. And it just paints this picture of heaven for kids. And she looks me like, you're crazy. I'm going to, I'm going to get booed <laughs> off stage because we're getting, we're going into full blown serious mode and these people want to like fun and clap and everything else. I said, we have to do this. And so, she, again. and so she gets up there and does the adult arrangement. of Jesus loves me. You see a few people just kind of dabbing their eyes a little bit. And, and we were out East and stereotypically she just went full blown testimony. She didn't hold anything back on her life and our life and, and did it's me and i mean the room was just in tears and and afterwards i came up and you know she shared both of our stories which she typically does and and i said you know i used to be that five-year-old in your classroom i said how are you you know math's important reading is important all these things are important but what are you doing to prepare your kids hearts so when a police officer comes and knocks on your office door at 10 39 says your wife just been killed in a car accident where are they going to land how are they going to respond? And and to be honest, there's too many Christian schools that have lost that focus of the child's heart. And they're so focused on education and becoming these elite schools or whatever else. They've lost the focus of preparing kids' hearts because they're going to go through trouble times. They're going to go through tough times. And if we as a Christian school and Christian ministry or Christian church aren't focused on the hearts of these kids, and, and like I saw a, <laughs> they were... Kids are so resilient. Well, if kids are so resilient, why are there so many adults in therapy right now? You know, it's, <laughs> Good point. you know, it's, there, there's, there's just a lot going on in, in kids' lives, but they're going to be facing even more stuff as they get older. And so it's just a huge part of where I came from, my foundation, that thankfully I had parents that invested in me and put me in a Christian school when they really couldn't afford to do so. And it just, it changed my life. And, and now we go back every year to do a Christmas concert at this church and, where, um, grew where I grew up and, and give back to the school in whatever ways I can, because it just laid such an important foundation in my life. So. so Brian and Jenny, you have worked with tons of schools. You've been in schools. Um, I would love to know what you've learned um, that makes a great Christian school. Absolutely. It starts with strong leadership. It, 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 a school will sink or swim with, with leadership um, one, having a strong leader that is guiding the ship Two, having a strong team of advisors around that leader that understand the mission and the goal of what the school wants to accomplish in education and in Christ. Those two things have to go together. And, and then two, you have teachers that are fully on board with the mission. And what happens is, is that in schools that we've seen decline or actually even close, 
they're, they're, the, the problems start to come and the leaders don't know how to deal with it. And whether it is um, teachers that aren't fully on board, whether it's um, boards that want to take the school a different direction or, you know, whatever, um, when, when the focus isn't there on, on being unified and, and having a strong leader, everything will fall apart. And what I mean by that is when we go into churches or when we go into schools, for example, and, and, and tour schools, if we do an evening event and the, the pastor, the host church, typically, you know, typically there's a church and school together. If the pastor doesn't buy into why we are there, attendance is lower. The pastor doesn't have to be against us. The pastor doesn't have to even say anything, you know, against us, but the congregation will sense he's not all in. And same thing with leaders that if we leaders will, will portray a message and if they're met and it's not always spoken, it's, it's how they do everything and people will follow, people are going to follow the leader. And if you have a great school, great families, great board, the, the people will follow. They're, finding great leaders is hard to find. And so when you have a great leader, people will follow. And, but also, if you have a bad leader, people will follow the bad leaders. And so what makes a great school is having strong leadership at the top of accountability and, and being unified mission and vision and everything else from a pure business standpoint. Then you have the Jesus aspect into it. But, but but people will people will follow. But when when people start not following, um, they're following another leader, and 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 so you have to the, the leadership has to discern where that what that other leader is and where the undermining may be coming in, and so it's so important to have st- strong Christian Bible based leadership, and and not be in leadership of exceptions like well that's how the Bible says do it but we're not going to do it that way. Or this is how the Bible says do things, but we're not going to do it that way. Because as soon as you make one exception for one thing, then you're making exceptions on down the line. And so when you have strong leadership, the, the people will follow. And, but unfortunately when there's bad leadership, there's a certain group of people who will follow that as well. And, and you want to be able to talk to them and, and work through things. But at the, at the same time, the, the leadership should be able to stand above that and to say, no, this is this is who we are. This is and 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 you have a team of people backing you up because as soon as you become isolated, Satan will come in and attack, 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 attack. And so you need to be surrounded by strong leaders that are going to support you, build you up from your staff to your boards to everything else. And when you have that unified vision, God will bless that. And I think one other thing about uh it kind of reminds me of the chosen again, we were talking about, but Jesus and his disciples, Jesus was the head, the leader. And um, if you will, he picked different people that had the different gifts and it took all of them. Like one leader cannot be the all in all for every situation of a school, but that, that, that leader has the leadership skills um, and that they know that if I need somebody to come underneath me, like personally, if I was a principal, I would need someone to come underneath me that is really good at um, the organization and the financial information and all of that. I would find the best person for that job. And so it's all the pieces of the puzzle fitting together to support the leadership. So it's um, it's it's like a body that works hand in hand. My hand, yes, it's the body of Christ. My hand cannot do the same thing that my foot does, and nor should it. Um, you know, and my eyes cannot do the same thing as my feet. And so I have to have all different parts working together for one mission. So it's the same thing, you know. Even even at North Star, great leadership, great teachers, great students, and we all have to be using our gifts because we can't be everything to everyone, but using all of our gifts to make for one goal. And I think that's the one thing that we have seen build a school and tear down a school as well. If the pieces aren't working together. So good. Thank you for sharing that wisdom. And, and you are so good when you share it because it's, it's not only great wisdom, but it's motivating. I love the team that you make the team, you and God and the, what I'm hearing, just the Holy spirit, you let the Holy spirit lead you and guide you. It's not your agenda. Yeah, yes, absolutely. That's why you're, yeah, seeing the huge impact. And and then mm-hmm. I know because my husband's a pastor, we're in the ministry and um, 
we get so much of a blessing just as much as people, if not more, you know, that you're ministering to, yes. you get to see the work of God and how he's moving mm-hmm. and intersecting. And that's what we do at North Star. Um, I mean, I just think about our slogan, real people, real places, real ministry. You're real, Absolutely. you're real yeah. people. You are doing real ministry in real places around the world. And um, so, yeah, I'm so glad that God brought you here and I can't wait to see how God's going to use your family. You know, mm-hmm. what is it going to look like? We're going to have a concert here at North Star. How can we, you know, help motivate our teachers. And yes, yes, we are a fully accredited, incredible education curriculum. I mean, we just blew our accreditation out of the water. Um, So good. But our heart is here. That's a tool to be able to share Jesus. Absolutely. It is our heart at North Shore Academy. Um, I would love for y'all to walk alongside us too. And how can we do that better? How can we make sure people are getting what they need? Students are getting what they need for that next level college, whatever that looks like. But yeah, like you said, students can get into the best college of their dreams with the highest GPA, but if they don't know Jesus, what does that really mean? And and they're, and they're, they're not, you know, when kids go to college, you know, it's when we see the greatest breakaway sometimes of of kids falling away from faith or falling away from church, I guess I should say falling away from church. And, and really it's just, our goal is just plant truths and plant truths and plant truths. And yes, they're going to go search this world and, and the world has answers. And, you know, we just want to have the, we just want to provide them with the answer that we have to go in and, and, and debate everybody when you go to college or wherever else, but it's, we, we want them to be prepared um, to have that peace. And so they, they stand out amongst their friends and they, they can look back at their foundation and um, so yeah, we're excited. I mean, We've been we've been in, in prayer for a long time about you know our kids' future and, and where we want them to be and they've been transformed this year at North Star. I mean, yes. absolutely, they were great kids before this. They still are great <laughs> kids, um, but they have been transformed in, in the way they think, the way they view the world, the way they see things. And um, our youngest is um, on student council next year, <laughs> so he is yeah. all going Yay. home. But you know, yes. on on being a part of that, and so they're wanting to be involved, and so we all have opportunities for growth. We, Jen and I have op- continuous opportunities for growth. And, you know, we look forward to working with North Star however we can, because we see that um, the characteristics of, of what our own kids have gained in this, um, we've prayed for, and we felt like the schools that they were in before weren't nourishing those values of, and characteristics of, 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 of their life and what it was going to be, was going to take to be a successful adult. And, and even with the responsibilities of education and, and their oldest daughter, like, Hey, this is preparing you for college. Cause when you go to college, you're not going to have a teacher sitting there babysitting your every move. Uh-huh. And you have the responsibility to finish your work. And I said, yes. you are light years ahead of where some of your other people your other age are in understanding time management and finishing things on time and all these things. And then you throw the Jesus element into it and it's, it's, um, transformed. And so, well, and especially with our high schooler, Emily has really, um, the benefit of being at North star is she is basically being taught how to teach herself. And I don't mean she doesn't have a teacher. I mean that she has a responsibility in being educated and, 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 and a participant in it. And, you know, yeah. I think some, sometimes I look at schools and I see the, maybe it's a little bit more spoon fed and there's nothing wrong with being spoon fed as long as the person being fed knows that they have an active part in it. And that's what I love about North Star, that North Star has really said, Hey, we want to teach you how to be a responsible student. So you're being taught, but you're being responsible at the same time. And so it's just a beautiful marriage of, um, like you said, the heart, the education and what to do with it and, and the why behind it. You know, we talk about that as parents all the time is that, you know, I want you to get to bed at night because the why it's the same thing. God says, be strong and courageous because I'm with you. You know, there's always that why that's super important. And I think North Star is very good at that. I think you guys are very good at saying, we want you to know math. Why? Because God made everything with math. Science, it's everywhere before you. And connecting the dots and how important Bible is um, to studying it and to taking that. Like our oh, kids, the Bible classes. Oh, the Bible our kids classes finish are, so quickly because yeah. they're like, I love this. I love this. I want Bible to learn classes, more. So good. Both of them have just been outstanding. So, yeah. Absolutely. But we have uh, 
several expected student outcomes that we, you know, base everything on. And one of them is that we want our students to be lifelong learners. We want yes. them to fall in love with learning and yes. not just while they're in K through 12 or, you know, college, but that everything around them, their eyes are open to what God's doing, where he's working, how he's, you know, the uniqueness like you teach that each person has, whether you're a parent or a student or whatever, you're uniquely created and God has a unique purpose for you. So I love how you're doing that and teaching it all over. So if someone wants to get a hold of you, maybe um, we've got teachers listening or administrators or pastors. Um, how do they get a hold of you for, you for you to come to their church or their school or a women's conference? Yeah, so you can go to our website. Uh, it's Arisen Records, A-R-I-S-O-N records.com or Jenny Williamson, J-E-N-N-I-E. She's an I-E. <laughs> and uh, Williamson.com. And uh, all of our information is there. And uh, what we want to do too is we're going to have a, we're going to send North Star a link to a, a free download of four songs from our series that um, you can go there. We'll have a promo code and you go to our store website and it'll take you straight to that, that specific page. And um, you can download four songs and three, three for the kids and one for the parents and just get a little glimpse. But there's, video there's music samples and everything else and, and the biggest thing is just call us you know message us whatever and Absolutely. say hey we're a church and we're only this size you don't know if we can afford you call us you know if you're a big church and you can't afford us call us you know it's uh we we, we never uh we want to figure out a way to be out there and with people and we've realized over this past year that um a lot of people are, are needing ministry to right now and so we, we're gonna have a we have an exciting summer planned and exciting fall planned of really going out and um, people have questions and people looking for answers. People are still trying to find God in the midst of the chaos. And, um, and so just call us. If you have an idea and you're like, I don't know how to do this, call us or message us or whatever else. So yeah, A-R-I-S-O-N records.com or Jenny Williamson.com or you can find us on social media as well. And, uh, yeah, you can go on there and check out. Um, they've got some videos of Jenny oh, yes. with the kids and the crowds and they're so fun and upbeat and the lyrics are so good. And then Jenny's got, I know, um, one of your songs on the Horizon website. Um, but you've got how, how many CDs do y'all have in total? <sighs> yeah, we have, we're, we have six God's Great CDs. We have a God's Great Hymn CD. We have a God's Great Lullaby CD, which is fantastic because <laughs> parents that let their kids listen to music that they realize that their kids are singing as they're going to bed all night long. And so, <laughs> uh, so um, the, the, we took some of our God's Great songs and put in, made instrumental arrangements, but took the lyrics out. And um and then we have an adult CD um, called You Came to Me, and it's uh, about four or five songs of um, Beauty from the Ashes and The Woman at the Well and Song of Grace. Uh, Song of Grace. And just it's 15 minutes of teachers say they listen on the way to school every morning, and it just rebuilds, restores, and, um, and that type of thing. So, it's, and then we have two, four Christmas CDs. So, yeah, it's. Uh, Maybe we have more than two. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> whatever that, whatever that, we're, we need to take Quite some out that at all. So. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Well, I'd love to have you back on, Jenny, and, and just talk about Beauty from the Ashes, maybe gear it toward women and some of the things you share at women's um, conferences and because um, everybody's Absolutely. struggling. It's, it's hard to be, especially if you work and a mom and involved in yes. the church. I mean, there's so many things. So just helping, you know, women navigate. Absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, we certainly love um, sharing how each one of us, I think like Brian brought up earlier about how Satan wants to isolate us, which has been this last year, you know, uh, of isolation and to know that you're not alone is something very comforting. And there's something comforting and going, okay, if I'm going to walk through this, I'm not going through this alone and I'm going to walk with somebody else. And sometimes even in leading, uh, and I know you're probably in a principal role as well with uh, even just being spouse to your husband, in the ministry, but sometimes while we're leading, we find that we're healing ourselves. For finding healing ourselves, let me rephrase that. Um, and so, those are very cool moments. We love doing ministry, adult ministry, kids ministry, all of it. As long as we're able to just sing about Jesus and impact somebody's heart, I'm in. Yeah, what, what we did an early childhood conference two Januarys ago, and about 900 uh, early childhood educators were there down in Houston, Texas, and. Um, she did a keynote and the number one response coming out of that conference from dozens of people, 
thank you for being honest. Mm. And at first we were like, well, what else are you getting? You know? <laughs> I mean, it's, and, and they're like, not that. No, it's rare. So, it's so rare yeah. to have honesty and transparency. Yeah. And so we feel like God, that's what God's called us to just be and, and give other courage to others to say, you don't have to be held hostage to this anymore. And, um, and so it's, it's very joyful. It's, uh, you can't, you can, people want to get to the joy, but you can't get to the joy until you get to the peace first. And so we, we, we try to go out there and bring the peace, which will then let us all bring joy too. So. Well, you've been a super blessing to me. Um, just so inspirational. I've learned so much and just, yeah, being with you here just brings peace because you're bringing the peace and the joy of Christ. So thank you so much. I can't wait for the listeners to hear. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, just Jesus' peace and joy through you. Thank Absolutely. you. We love being here. We love North Star. and love what you're doing. Yes. No other king but King Jesus, no other king but King Jesus, say it again, yes, say it again. No other king but King Jesus, no other king but King Jesus, no other king but King Jesus, say it again, yes, say it again. I can hear the roaring crowd rising up, it's getting loud. Honoring the king. Jesus walked out of that grave for me. He gave, gave his life so that I'd be saved. I stand firm, stand proud. Jesus is king and I'll say it out loud. No other king but King Jesus, no other king but no other king but King Jesus, say it again, yes, say it again. No other king but King Jesus, no other king but King Jesus, no other king but King Jesus, say it again, yes, say it again. I can hear the roaring crowd rising up, it's getting loud. Honoring the King of Kings. Say it out loud Be bold, be brave Cause Jesus walked out of that grave For me, he gave, gave his life So that I'd be saved I stand firm, stand proud Jesus is king and I'll say it out loud No other king but King Jesus No other king but King Jesus No other king but King Jesus Say it again, yes say it again